Good morning. Welcome to the Bar and Sunday Morning Services. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. I do appreciate it. Good morning, everybody. Just for you out there, I have to use the handheld mic today because the lapel mic has some issues. It needs some health care, free health care. <laughs> so y'all doing well? Yes. Oh, good. I'm glad you came. It's such a nice day today. Um, I don't know where to go. I got so many things I want to talk to you about. And I realized that I wanted to talk to you about do you make good decisions? And a lot of folks do not make good decisions. It's awful. <laughs> but there are a few th things I want to get out there first, and then hopefully we can get into do you make good decisions. All right. Uh, let me just see this show of hands of people who make good decisions. Nobody. Wow, no wonder. Put your hand down, boy, and stop lying. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. He just lied. That's why his hand going up really slow. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I don't know if you're lying or not. You look like you're lying. <laughs> I, okay, we'll come back to that, I hope. But nobody else in here made good decisions. That's amazing. That's awful, huh? Isn't that awful? We're supposed to be able to make good decisions. Nobody made but one person, and we're not sure. <laughs> we'll find out later once he says something. Do you make good decisions, sir? You show a hand, yes or no? I mean, raise your hand if you make good decisions. Another liar. <laughs> no, his hand went up too high. <laughs> Compensating for the one that didn't come up quite high now. We'll come back to that. Uh, my question, oh, Lord, I got so many questions. Let me ask this first question. Um, last week, we talked about what? Go right here with the mic. We only have one mic in the audience, so. Let's do it this way. Just stay on this side, you know, get all your people over here, and then we'll go over there, or vice versa. Don't tell me what to do. Well, I mean, it's going to be too long. And You're not the Holy Spirit. I'm trying to make a good decision here. <laughs> That's a director. Okay. Uh, what was the discussion about last week? Oh, I can't remember. We talked about uh, love uh, last week. We talked about love. Yeah, I, I did. No, I didn't say you. I'm talking about me. Oh. oh you don't I, remember? I can't remember. Wow. And that's the one with the good decision. Did you decide not to remember? No, okay. Um, you were here last week, right? Okay. What, what was the discussion last week? I can't remember either. You can't, can't remember. I can't remember. It'll probably come to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll ask one more. Mary, get off your computer. You're trying to look it up. Uh -oh. <laughs> That's awful. I don't remember. Go to Mary. I, I don't re remember. I, and you were here last week. I was here. Wow. We talked about. You don't remember. I don't remember. Let's go to it. Doesn't come to me. That means that you guys didn't do it. You remember? Uh, we talked about being a, a good team lead, a team a player. Yes. And uh, well, that's a everything role. that everything that you do and everything you do, are you seeking God? Right. Do you go to God first about it? Okay. And you seek God advice. That's it. Very good. So you guys didn't do it, and I. <laughs> It's like good information being thrown on sand. Isn't that something? I, and the reason I ask, because I ask some of my employees this week, are you doing what we talked about on Sunday morning? They couldn't remember either. Like, oh, let me see. How do you forget such important, enlightening message like that? Uh, yes. Oh, yes, John. You have your hand. Go ahead, buddy. Oh, yeah. Uh, I thought about it because uh, uh, one of the questions that you asked me, uh, do I see God in everything that I do? And I kind of mentioned I only think about him in prayer. And um, then another lady mentioned that she doesn't think about God, not like when she's washing the dishes. Uh, but at the end of, after the meeting, you kind of mentioned that you got to live in the moment 
moment by moment. Yeah. And uh, I also remember you saying you had to live in the state of observation. Uh, I kind of did think about that uh, off and on during this week, but it seemed like uh, the difficult part is uh, separating yourself from your thoughts because when you're thinking, I still think that it's me thinking. So it seemed like it's that's the difficult part of oh, okay. of living, uh, seeking God every moment. So you still believe the lie that you are what you think, that you are your thoughts. Yeah, in everyday life, it seems like it's difficult to separate that. Yeah. Sometimes I, I kind of know that, okay, wait a minute, this is not me, but it's just seems like it's been a part of me so long that it kind of takes over. So, wow. But I did think about uh, that that point, not you know, so much being a good team player, but are you seeking God uh, in everything that you do? So I did think so about that. So when you thought of it, did you seek God advice on everything you do? <laughs> did you do it or you just thought it and it went away? I just think I just I was <laughs> thought about it and it just came up a couple of times of so thinking about it. But you still but actually do it. Uh, trying to put it into practice is something different. Is it hard to do? Or just you don't remember to do? Um, it seemed like it's hard to do. Not okay. something that I don't remember. So it's hard to say, Lord, let your will be done in all that I do this day. It's not hard to say that, but <laughs> as your day goes on, uh, you kind of drop back into the thought world. I mean, I but drop back into the But when you say world. that to him, he may start helping you to overcome the darkness of your imagination. Because you're asking for help in all that you do. Oh, you ask for light. I can think of a couple of times I did uh, ask God, say, God, you know what, I like to get over this, or I like to overcome, you know, this situation. Right. But it just seemed like uh, maybe five minutes after that, you back into <laughs> that world. I mean, just to be honest just, with you. No, but no, I have yeah. said that. Uh, I, I did say that a couple of times this week. God helped me overcome. I'm tired of repeating this uh, same stupid thing over and over. So Right. And what did God say? Well, it's not a voice that comes back and <laughs> say anything. Yeah. But, you know, you just kind of hope that you change. He probably did say it. You just didn't recognize He probably said to you, then stop worrying about it. Stop trying. Don't take it personal. It's no big deal. I'm sure he said that, because he, he tends to answer all our prayers. All right. Yeah. Let me take here first. Pat, you, you had your head about why why people, why people you don't do it. What we talk about in the church, or some people don't yeah. remember. I really wanted to answer the team player question. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. I just was a little slow with my hands, so it seemed like I was answering another question. Right. <laughs> um, but... I did. I have been more conscious of the team player aspect since it's been talked about, and I noticed I dealt with a couple situations differently after oh, that man. conversation in a better way. Yeah, I had a meeting with a couple of my employees this week who were at the meeting last week, and and it, I mean, it was like they never heard the message, at least one of them for sure, and they were like balancing it out. I'm thinking, I'm sitting here observing this, and I'm thinking. What about, I'm thinking this in my mind while they're going at it, at least one of them. What about last Sunday? Are you a good team player? But <laughs> it was, none of that stuck. It might well be going to one of those churches where you just hold your hand up, hoop a holler and shout, and give a lot of money and go home. It's supposed to stick. The reason I bring it up so you can remember yourself, cause look at yourself so you can overcome. That's why I bring this up to, get, to prompt you to, to know thyself. I think that, be, you know, typically I would not want to deal with problem people or people are giving me problems too much. I'm looking at myself more, just kind of a hassle. Don't want to get the blowback if I say something to them or whatever. But, right. you know, kind of thinking of it a little more broadly and team player-ishly, uh, it's not about me, and so it's about, you know, the – team working together and doing better so the blowback i get is not as big of a deal if i can 
Because if I'm going to tell them something in a helpful way, it's not like I'm trying to like go off on them or something. Right. But if I'm trying to help the team situation or help them, yeah. uh, you know, I'm a little more willing to take the heat, I guess you would say, so that to get, you know, to put out what I think is positive information to help the team out. The one thing I realize about life is everything that we do is about expressing love. It really is about love. So even on a job, you come together as a group of people. It's important to get the job done, but the most important is how do we treat our fellow employees, our team? Are we trying to show love, or are we just trying to prove that we're smarter or best at the job? So I guess you must be born again to just know everything is about love. It's not... You know, it's not about fighting over who could be the best at the job and who getting the more glory, you know, the most glory at the job. It's really about expressing love, just as you will with your own family member. But I doubt most people think about that while you're in a situation, right? You don't think that way. Yes. Well, I noticed that uh, on the job, it's mainly about competition. Yeah. That, uh, uh, like in my job, we have our own certain projects. And people just basically focus on their on their projects. So physically, so outward. Yeah, and then if if uh, I'm a technician, but uh, some uh, technicians have have went to school and they're kind of more advanced in certain areas on computers or whatever. But what I noticed is that most of the technicians they would help would 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 hold the information yeah. if you're looking for something, yeah. and uh, they won't they won't give you that information. <laughs> so uh, somehow you got to find out. For yourself, whatever information you need. I mean, there are a few individuals that that willing to help you out, but for the most part, it seems like a work environment is seems like it's competitive. That is so unfortunate for them, because the more you give, the more you get. You know, you let out information. God's going to enlighten what you already have. That is, but people are are not inwardly spiritual. They're not insightful. They they're outwardly competing and stuff like that. Yes, and. Uh, one last point, and the last thing you're thinking about at work is uh, love. <laughs> I mean, you're thinking about you're thinking about okay, I want to complete my projects. I want to uh, satisfy my customer, uh, which is a scientist that I work for. Yes. And and uh, uh, so, in the, at the end of the year, you can get a good review, but <laughs> you don't come in or leave in work thinking about love. So. Wow. And just think, if you help someone that don't know the job that well or maybe they're doing their best, you're doing that person and the company a great service, and that's what love is, and that's going to come back on you. But I think people are afraid they're going to lose something. They're going to lose a position, or somebody else may be recognized more or something like that. I think that's what it is, too. And, they, you know, they want all the glory for it. Yes. Amazing, huh? Yeah, because uh, on my job, this one guy, he's, uh, he's a technician. He's new. But he doesn't un- understand like the, uh, how to work certain equipment, and then there's another group of technicians that constantly tease him, put him down. Yeah. But I, I try to help him and show him uh, 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 how to do the you know the equipment in the correct manner. But it seemed like also in the work environment, it's set up with teams. Certain group of guys get in the team, and then they will like be against certain guys that are not on their team. Yeah, yeah, I seen that too. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh What a messed up life. Over physical stuff that's here today and gone tomorrow. That is amazing. Yes, sir. Well, I, I had an experience during this week that kind of frightened me about, uh, like, it was like almost like a near-death experience of some kind. And uh, it was pretty terrifying. And when I walked, got away from it for, after a couple of days, I started to realize that I really wasn't afraid of dying, but I realized that we're not here a very long time, and we're spending our whole lives fighting, yep. arguing, denying, and we're waste and we're we're on this conveyor belt going into eternity. Yeah, and we're we're denying that we're actually going into eternity. We're all denying it. No, no. You know, I, I, I work I work and deal with everybody in my life where I live. There's not one spiritual one among them. I can't get a straight <laughs> conversation out of anybody. Yeah. 
None. It's a mess, huh? And I, I go, well, you know, if you have something to say, you know, maybe you should say it. Yep. And they go, well, yeah, uh-huh, uh, and they're right back to not saying what's on their mind. I, After I just told them. It's I brought like, like a brick wall. I brought this to get into today, too, but I, I don't think I am now. But it, and I mentioned this last week in the meeting, in, at the end of our meeting here. This is about, this is from Australia. Uh, a nurse spent several years caring for patients in the last 12 weeks of their lives, in the last 12 weeks of their lives, and she recorded their dying uh, regrets and put her observation into a book. And I just want to mention one. There are five of them that I have here, and the top five regrets of a dying of the dying. And one and, and one is some of the people said, "I wish I had the courage." to express my feelings. And they said, uh, many people suppress their feelings in order to keep peace with others. As a result, they settle for a mediocre existence and never become, and never became who they were truly capable of becoming. Many develop illness relating to the bitterness and resentment they carried as a result of not being able to express themselves. That's a horrible way to live. And a lot of people cannot express themselves today. When I was growing yeah. up, when I was growing up, it was hard to find people who wouldn't express themselves. Yeah. <laughs> it has reversed now. Most of the time, people just tell you whatever's on their mind. It is up to you to handle it. You take it or don't take it. But now that ha it has changed dramatically. So I know what you're talking about. Well, I came to a, a really hard question that I've heard before but I I thought I'd answered it but it's why am I here why are you here yeah yeah I thought I I really got to know why am I supposed to be here why yeah why do you feel like you have reason. to know huh why do you feel you have to know so I can find my purpose oh but just have a little wonder about it but don't make it a big deal yeah and then just do what's in front of you to do and do it well and if God wants you to know, he will reveal it to you. But I think most people wonder about that. Why am I here? But don't, don't fret. Don't trip out. Don't get mad. Don't try to force an answer. And don't let anyone else tell you, other than being an expression of love, don't let anyone else tell you why you're here. Because they'll give you all the wrong answers. But for now, just be an expression of God's love. That makes sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Right. Don't keep putting the mic to your face. Keep it right on there. Oh, okay. Thank you, Doug. All right, so don't stress anything. But, you know, another thing, like, like, when, you, like when I express myself to people, I'll have some issue with them, and I'll, I'll bring it up, and, they'll, and then I'll get to this certain threshold, and then they blow up in anger, yes. and they storm off. And then they come back later and go, oh, I'm sorry, yeah, I'm sorry too. But we can't go back to that <laughs> subject or it'll, the same thing will happen. So it goes unresolved and it goes yeah. forever for but, 20, for your whole life. You end up going into eternity. But let it be resolved for you in that you express yourself. They didn't want to receive it at the time, so it's done. Hmm. Don't hold on to it. Keep it simple. You really have to keep it simple. Or you should keep it simple. All right? That's their issue, not yours. Yeah. Once you put it out there, that's all you can do with it. It just seems like I get a—it's like a door slamming in my face, and then I go talk to someone else, and the same thing happens. And I go oh, over here, and boom. Yeah. You know, well, you're blessed for the door slamming because greater doors will open. Hmm. All I like right. That, I like that. Yeah, I know they will. <laughs> they really will open. Just don't stress it. Don't regret it. It'll work out. All right. Okay. Yes. Did you have your hand? I did. But, uh, but what? Forgot what I was going to say. You forgot. Actually, oh. yeah. Uh, over. You had your hand. Yes. You forgot too. No. Uh, and you're older than he is. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were talking about the before, before. Seek God in everything you do. Yes. Uh, uh, you know. And. 
<clears throat> you mean to be uh, praying uh, without ceasing? You know, you could you could uh, remind yourself intellectually. You know, you're supposed to be seeking God in everything that you do, but I mean. That's not the way it works. I mean, it, it gets tiresome. I mean, just to remind yourself all the time. So that this would, in other words, if it's really happening, it would be completely effortless. It would be like happening, like, you know, you walk around, but you, you, never, you, you never step out of that moment, I suppose. Why is it so difficult for you to step away from that and live in the moment? Uh, that's a good question. It's yeah. a good question. I, I mean, it would be a great life to seek God in everything that you do. And it's right at hand. It yeah, really it, is. It is. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. It is. How do you know it is? Well, how do I know it is? No, how do you know it is oh, if you don't have it? I, I know that it, because it is here. It is ever-present. How do you it's, know? Huh? How do you know? Well, I mean... I just know it. It's ever, you know, I mean, it Do you is. know it because somebody said it? No, I mean, uh, you know, for instance, God is ever present. But how do you know that's true, though? I mean, that. Uh, how do how do I know? I mean, I just know it. I don't know how, do, how else to explain it. But God is you, ever present. He is. But how do you know, though? Uh, and, and, well, and I don't mean to put you on the spot or anything. Well, I mean, I the only reason I'm asking because I can't say anything other than what I already said. Maybe by adding something, you know. In other words, whenever you run into a problem, you see, then then you become that, that automatically, at least me, prompts me to become more aware. Yeah. Uh, or whenever I have a temptation, you know, then I become more aware. Or I do something, and out of the blue, I become aware. I, I, I come up, I become aware as to what, and then sometimes certain recognitions happen to me. Yeah. And, the, reason uh, I, the reason I ask that because the one thing I have learned by holding these meetings and meetings around the country and talking to people is that, and, and I, I was that way too for a long time. I would hear something that sounds like a true to make sense. Why would it make sense that God is everywhere and with us, right? But I would say it as, but wouldn't allow myself at times to know that I was just saying what I heard because it made sense, you know. Yes, God is God, so he would be around. But I couldn't really see it for myself. And so I'm saying, but, and until it was shown to me, I didn't really know for sure that it was true. I believe that it was true because it was said, and it's in the Bible, and it is true, but that's not enough to make you see. Have you noticed that? It's just like quoting the Bible until the cows come home. I know so many people who have listened to the message that I bring, and they'll, like, repeat it, but they're, like, catching hell. You know, they walk out of the meeting, they, you know, they're lost, they're making bad decisions, and blah, blah, blah. And I realize they just, they, they don't see it for themselves. They believe it because it is true, but it has not been revealed. That makes sense? And what you want is to make sure you watch your thoughts so you don't go with knowledge because that will lock you out. It really will because it will make you think you have something that you don't have. God will reveal it to you if, if you know that you don't have it. He will allow you to see it. And you don't necessarily have to have pain and all that kind of stuff because God wants you to live in a way where you don't have, you know, you don't need pain to wake you up. God love is always there. His mind is always there, and He wants us to live from that. Um, I had to give up a, a something that was bringing in a little money for the organization because it wasn't working well. You know, the people fighting and bad decisions, and and so it just one day I just said, you know what, God. Because the devil tried to tell me, well, hold on to this because you're making money. You know what I'm saying? But I said, God, what should I do with this situation? And I realized, just let it go. It's not working. Let it go. And I let it go, and I felt like it, I didn't miss a step. It just all is well. And so he wants you to have that type of relationship with him so that life can be easy. 
and your battle is not for material things and you're willing to do what's right and all that because he'll take care of us. But you got to know it because you see it for yourself. Yes, sir. <clears throat> well, for instance, uh, when you watch yourself and you see you're being tempted in your mind, uh, who else would make you aware uh, except the, the spirit of God or whatever it is that makes you aware? Because You can the, learn that, too. Well, you can uh, learn... And, well, watch your anger. Yeah, or, no, but watch yourself when you want to do something wrong. It's true what and you're you, saying. You can learn that too. The intellectual, the intellect, the knowledge of that will make you watch yourself too, but nothing will change. That is true too. Yeah. But at the same token, uh, uh, if you watch yourself, well, here's what I wanted to say, because the deceiver, okay, all he wants to do is to deceive you. To mm -hmm. deceive you, uh, I mean... Yeah, we know all that. To, to whatever extent. So what I'm saying is, then, if you can see that you're being deceived, but what is showing you that you're being deceived? Okay. I have to leave it at that. I don't know what to say about that. Because I know, I know that Satan can do stuff like that, too, and nothing really changed for the good in your heart. You need a renewed heart. But it's hard to get over the intellect of learning stuff. That's where the problem is. And I just want people to be aware of that. Because I want to move on from that because yeah, of, of time. Yes. How else would you know the truth? By hearing it from people. Well, in, in other words, you, you're not, you would never experience it yourself. Well, some people... When you, when you, well, for instance, when you read something, you read the Bible, and suddenly, suddenly you realize. Yeah. yeah I mean... What is that? Well, some people get glimpses of it along the road to Damascus. You're right. I know people who have had, while wow, they were able to see, they've had those moments, but they don't stay with those moments. They move away from it back into the intellect. So that can happen. Absolutely. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, here's my second question because of time here, and I'm sorry to be rushing because I do want to get to the original question. How many people think politics should be discussed in the church services. How many people think it should not? I'm sorry? I think it depends on the issue. Oh, it depends on the issue. Yeah. Like what, for example? Uh, that should not be discussed. I don't think that our lives should revolve around politics, per se. I think that, um, you know, uh, there's, there's kind of like... God-centered thinking and, and mindset, and then there's world, the world. And um, as far as um, the world, um, you're going to be a part of it, but you're not necessarily going to be that much a part of it because God pulls you away from it, and politics are going to play a part in your life, and you should be involved. But I just think that sometimes people can get caught up in politics so deeply that they forget about uh, some of the, the other basics that would make them grow closer to God. So you think that politics should be discussed at, about some things right, yeah. in the church? Yeah. Like what, what should it be? When it, if, so I know it's hard for somebody to say, give me an example. It's hard to find one. It depends on, you know, if it's an issue that affects, his, if it's an issue that truly affects um, uh, the people of that organization, and it's, it's harmful to their spirituality, uh, yeah, it should be discussed. Okay. A lot of people feel that way, too, and I'm not saying it's wrong or right. I'm just saying a lot of people say yes, and a lot of people think no. Let me ask one person who said yes. Uh, Steph, you had your hand. Let's go to her. I get a male versus female. <laughs> you say yes, it should be discussed in the church. Yeah, it seems like it goes together. Like abortion, out of wed, um, you know, you get married, you have kids out of wedlock, and everything seems like it, it relates to religion. And yeah. uh, I can't think of anything that does not. I, I couldn't. I was trying to think. Right. You couldn't think of anything that we should not discuss. Yes. In church services. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, come back here, John. I just have a question. Then I'll tell you why I asked this question. Other than I'm getting a lot of feedback from different people that we should and that we shouldn't on both sides. Um, Do you think that 
Is politics spiritual or physical? Can be it can be both, but um, is it what, spiritual or physical? Uh, it could. Well, it all, it all depends on the particular issue. Every single issue politically, I can't see it being uh, spiritual. But some of them, I could see clearly that they are spiritual. Right. Uh, well, God said that everything we do is spiritual. Well, that of we course, wrestle I, understand, not, I understand that. But our we lives are not against flesh and blood. Exactly. Yes. But against spirits and, and principalities. Agree, hundred percent on that. Wickedness in high places. And if that's true, every aspect of politics is spiritual too. So, well, if you go to say that, that you know, then everything is spiritual. Then yes, that's what I just said. He said everything is spiritual. Yeah, everything, but it's not just politics alone. No, this, but I'm only this, asking about politics right now because oh. I've been getting so much feedback about okay. if we should do it or not do it. I'm not. Yeah, I just. And so, if it's spiritual, why shouldn't we deal with it within the realm of the church? Uh, I think there's balance because you know. Uh, I'm well, not, he doesn't say balance it. He said it's spiritual. Right. Well, I give you an example is uh, some people, uh, like abortion, I don't agree with it. I don't I think it's wrong. It's murder. But I don't think that we need to go uh, and kill doctors who who doc, who uh, who perform it. I don't, I, like some people get into this extreme behavior. But that's not a reason why... That's not a reason not to discuss it in the church. No, I didn't say that. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying sometimes it can lead to extreme behavior and throw a person's focus off of of the reason why they're even doing it. But they're just nut cases anyway. They have nothing to do with whether whether you discuss it or not in a church. They're being influenced by their own personal anger, and that's what drives them to do crazy things. Exactly. I mean, and you get nut- that from both sides. Yeah, that's true. You do. You get yeah. uh, nutcases all over the place. Right. But uh, I think that um, sometimes um, people get fanatical, and it's very. You can't easy. do anything about that. Well, it depends on how it's it's presented. I think. No, you could present it as nice as ice cream. No, it's not a thing of being or nice. Or you could present it as rough as <laughs> anything. But people are going to get what they're going to get according to how. What they which voice they're listening to? Yeah, I don't think it's a thing of um, presented. It present. I say it's how it's presented. It's. Um, I don't think it's if it's nice or it's, if it's harsh. I think if it's um, if that's all you got to talk about. Um, if that is the sole focus, I just feel that it can pull a person's uh, focus off of uh, God and be more into the political realm. Not if the mind is set on God. Well, that has to come first. I know, but that's why you discuss those issues. But I want—I got your point, and I got hers, too. I just want to have that out there, when and when. You know, we're, we're getting more and more into that, because a lot of people think like that, and a lot of people think like that. Uh, here's just something I want to put out there. Yes, John. Oh, I, just I have wanna... to let John talk, because he's on the mic. Oh, I just want to address your point. Uh, the other day, I was at the barbershop, and it's all black barbershop. I'm a black guy. And we started talking about... Uh, uh, illegal immigration amnesty, and one of the guys there said, uh, "Oh, they don't have nothing to do with us." He says, uh, "That's government." And I kind of like went blank. I didn't know. I just went blank. But then later, I was thinking about it, and I was thinking that uh, the government is made up of people that we vote for, and those individuals we can go and talk to them, um, and to address our our issues. But it just seemed like the guy that made that point. Uh, he didn't really know what was going on. Right. One, just to piggyback on that is that the people that we vote to are led by spirits, either good spirits or bad spirits. And if we don't deal with it, they can cause a lot of harm to us if we don't wake up to other people and let them know what's going on. Because everything we do is spiritual. Here's a good example of not dealing with stuff. Uh, and I'm just going to not, it's not up for discussion right now because of time here. But it came up in the news this week, and I figured I'd let the church know about it. There's, uh, this is their slogan. Uh, their slogan this year, we are letting California youth groups know that discrimination has a real cost. We're letting youth group, California youth groups know that discrimination has a real cost. Cost. Now that sounds bad. Discrimination, right? To discriminate. 
There's a new bill, SB 323. It threatened to revoke the tax-exempt status of nonprofit organization that would not allow homosexuals and transgender persons into their membership and hold positions that are deemed to be against the moral or religious standard of the organization. They're going to get this bill passed because the Christians are staying out of politics. And so they can come into this church or any church and cry discrimination and they can shut down the organization because I won't be in on that. But and those churches or organizations that will not be in on it will either have to shut down. And uh, here's the rest of it. This bill was a direct attack on Boy Scouts of America, but will affect every nonprofit, sport, and civic youth organization in the state and will likely cause numbers of organizations to close their doors. This is a spiritual battle. It has nothing to do with the person. It has nothing to do with politics. And what I realized that Saint has deceived us in a way by giving us physical names for things. Like, this is politics. This is non-politics. So the children of God, you stay with the non-politics and let us deal with the politics. But, and, and when the Christians give into that, then the non-politic stuff, I mean the politic, quote-unquote stuff, affects the Christians. It really does. It affects our daily lives, our families, our taxes, and everything. And to not get involved says that you don't see what's going on. You're still looking at the physical and not the spiritual. And yes, we're supposed to deal with resentment. The reason God wants us to overcome anger so that he can cause us to enter into the kingdom so that we can see it's a spiritual thing, so we can get busy stopping evil. What the, what, why do you need God to show you it's spiritual and you're not out there fighting the battle against evil? Or you just fight certain battles? And, and I realize we can't do everything, but you accept this notion that, oh, it's just politics. It's not politics, it's spiritual. And the people who are pushing this kind of stuff are being guided by their God, Satan. And we need to be guided by our God, God, the creator of all. That makes sense? Yes, sir. Um, so let me ask you, how does um, that, what you just uh, spoke of, how does that uh, affect uh, uh, rights, our right to assemble? Because Isn't that kind of conflict where they can just, people can have, uh, there is, I don't know the law, I'm not a lawyer, but people have the right to assemble. It's a, a, a state a standard Until basic right. Until they change right. that law, taking away your rights to assemble. And that's what they're working to do. And what they'll come in, they'll come in, in deliberately come into your organization so they can say, look, you're discriminated against me because I'm a transgender or homosexual. You won't let me on your board or you won't let me participate because of that. I'm going to sue you. And most people don't have enough money to fight these lawsuits. You end up shutting down your business. Is that a uh, state or a federal? This is state. This is California. Oh, okay. Yeah. Isn't that something? That's yeah, something? It is. Yeah, it's something. I'm telling you, it's time to wake up. This is not like a God want, God want to, remember David in the Bible? David was a tough guy. He sinned. He realized he had. God took away all his little stuff. <laughs> he repented, and God put him right back on track. He became one of the most powerful people in the Bible. But he fought battles. He fought battles. He didn't let the world dictate, well, this is political, and this is not, so I'm just going to fight, you know, whatever. He fought evil wherever evil came, however way it tried to come, come into our life, you know. And we got to see that. We got to be aware of that. But if you're not guided by the mind of God, you've got to let the world convince you. Now, these people are discriminating against these organizations that say no, but these organizations, but, uh, and so they don't want them to discriminate against them, but they're going to impose their, themselves on these people to a point of putting them out of business. And the people say, oh, it's just politics. 
It's not politics, it's spiritual. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. In our fun life, in our family lives, in our enemy lives in the world, it's spiritual. That makes sense? Just wake up so you can see what's happening, and that way you won't limit yourself. And then God may take you into a direction that he needs an extra hand in. You know what I'm saying? He may take you that way, you know, because we all can't fight every battle. But maybe you can go in your battle. He'll give you a battle to fight. But you got to wake up and stop allowing the world to deceive you about what is politics and what is not politics. And we shouldn't hate our fellow man. We shouldn't hate our enemies. We shouldn't hate the gays. We shouldn't hate the transgenders. We should not hate the liar, the thief, the murderer. But we should not accept it as normal either because it will in, in effect or affect your life and everything around you. Because evil, that's how it operates. Don't hate it, but don't accept it. And when you don't accept it, it, it won't hurt you. All right? Um, I saw here first, and then I come to you. Oh, I got to get to my subject. We're going to only do 15 minutes on this subject. I yeah, just to- real quick. You know, it also involves um, how Christians relate to the military, where I've heard, talked to many Christians who believe it's wrong to even be in the military, even if it's a Christian nation. Well, all of that, too. the apostles were not soldiers, and Christ was not a soldier. I, know, I don't want to get into all that. What I just want people to know that in everything that we do is spiritual, and if you can wake up, you will see that. So when that does come up, because they're allowing the world to influence them about the military. The Christians are starting to say what the world is telling them to say. They're not standing apart from the world all in the name of Jesus. They are of the world. They repeat it back. They think the same way. There's no separate. God said we should be in the world but not of it, meaning that we have a different mindset about things. That's all. We still eat cornbread and rice, but not white rice. That's one bad thing about white people. The rice is not good. The, the black rice is better. <laughs> the, the, the brown rice, people of color. But, but yes, yeah, you're right in what you're saying, but that's part of the brainwashing too. They go along with what the world, because the world is very emotional. They're like, oh, you're hurting me. You're discriminating. Uh, I got to remember to keep this down. If you yell at me now, I'm going to beat you up. Um, I don't think that'd be a very good decision. <laughs> You're discriminated against me. They, they cry, they make noise, they make a lot of noise, and then you get lost past. Because the Christians start repeating what they're saying. And so once they convince the Christians that right is wrong, wrong is right, they got us. They really got you. And if you know that they don't give an inch, they only take. They're only pushing and pushing and pushing and taking. They're not giving up anything. They're taking more, and that's how evil is. You let somebody move in your house, and you say, okay, you could come and stay with me a week. And then, God forbid, they stay two weeks. They own your house then. You're ready to leave. I thought you were leaving in a week. They take over because evil gives an inch, take more, take more. One other quick thing. I also noticed that there's a discussion out there about brown people coming together now, the Mexicans and the blacks. They said, let people of color come together and fight against that old white man, right? And Martin Luther King Jr. said we should come together based on character. But there is not a major discussion out there, let's come together based on character. It's about let's come together, the people of color, to fight the white man. The white man, I'm sorry? The liberal, the Satan's children. And now the Mexicans and blacks are trying to come together. It's not going to work. Because they all, it's on ego reasons. It's for ego reasons. And when you're on your ego, you want as much as you can get. So it's not going to work. And it goes away from what Martin Luther King Jr. said we should be about. I'm telling you, it's all spiritual. It really is. Children of God together and the children of the devil together. Let me take this young lady first. Yes. Um. I was going to say, um, when I heard you say everything was spiritual, a light came on. And I recognize how people always go after youth. I don't care what it is, whether after it's politics. Youth. Yes. Like, when I think of, like, I almost think of them as child molesters. 
You always see people going after young people, brainwashing them or exposing them to everything. But they say, I forget what I was about to say, about um, how they say don't impose on don't impose on us, but you know they're imposing on us. But they they said, well, you've putting your religion on on us, but now they're trying to put their ways on religious people. But they also say that so you can back down. I know, I know, yeah. I know. And I most Christians, what do they do? They back down yeah. and they accept. And have you ever read? Um, they had a gay manifesto. Have you ever read that? I haven't read it, but I can imagine oh, it. it. I want to say it was like I 20, 30 it. years ago. I yeah. read oh, it. Oh, yeah. And I'm familiar that, with that. And everything that they said is happening now. It's happening now. That they What they were going to do. But I want you to know, and I, and, I, and I know you know this already, but I want everybody to know, we have the power within us. Uh, we have it. They, lay, they have laid out their plans, and they're taking those plans. Those plans are coming to uh, about to be real, and we got to wake up, all right? Uh, one short note. We had a, Glendale, California had a second, I mean, a meeting on the decision whether to ban gun shows in Glendale or not, California. And so we went to the hearing so that we could support the gun show. And th- th- it was run, uh, run by the mayor. Is that right? Run or ran? Run, right? Yes! I used to say... <laughs> I used to say ran so much in the wrong place. I've been traumatized, so now I'm, when I hear it, when I got to use it, I pause for a moment, you know, so I can say it right. <laughs> but the mayor was, of Glendale was running this meeting, and there was one guy who got up in support of the gun show, and the mayor of that city berated that man like nobody I've ever seen. Told him to shut up, you sit down, sit down and shut up, shut up and sit down. And I mean, just, and the poor guy, he just walked away with his head down. <laughs> I'm just saying that I can't wait for my turn to come. <laughs> and I'm sitting there waiting, and uh, Satan's telling me, oh, you're going to embarrass yourself. Don't do this. Uh, you're going to look like a fool. What do everybody say? The policeman may take you out. And, and how that going to look? So I'm listening to all these thoughts, right? Observing them and not listening. So they called my name. And I went up and they gave us a minute and about how many seconds? A minute and a half. And, uh, and that goes by just like that under that kind of pressure. You can never really say what you want to say. And so my time just ran out. The first thing I said to, the, to them, I said, I looked at this plan and I thought to myself, the person who came up with this idea to ban the gun shows are either wicked at heart or been smoking some of that pot at the local pot store down the street there, smoking that dope. And they started laughing a little bit at that because that was really funny. <laughs> but, but the people who came up with the idea were not laughing. They were like yelling at me in the background. I could hear them. <laughs> right? And so my tire ran out. I said a little bit more. And the mayor was like, sit down, sir. You can't say anymore. Your time is up. And I said, no, I can say more. No, your time is up. Sit down. I said, look, don't you yell at me. Who do you think you are? You work for me. You work for the taxpayer. We don't work for you. Who do you think you are yelling at people like that? And I said, you need to get yourself together. You need to calm down. And it just, it was like, and he's, he's like telling the cops, take him out. Get him. Get him, right? In the meantime, I'm pointing my finger and tell him how the cow ate the cabbage. And then uh, I went, the cops came by and took me by both arms, one on this side, one on this side. <laughs> and I had already made up my mind if they tried to carry me out, I was going to sit on the floor. <laughs> and they would literally have to carry me out. And so the one cop, they came and they would carry me out, and why they would trying to carry me out, I was yelling at the mayor again, you know, telling him, you guys work for us. We don't work for you. You're up there on your high horses. You have forgotten who the bosses are, right? And so I went and sat down in my seat. When we got to my seat, I went and sat down. And one cop was doing this, telling me, to come on, you're trying to take me out anyway. And I said, no, I'm not coming. He's like, come on. I'm like, no, come on, no. 
And then another cop came over and told this cop to leave me alone, that I wasn't, I'm all right. You know, he sat down, he's not yelling or anything, leave him alone. So they left me alone. And after the meeting, the cop told me, well, I wasn't going to throw you out. I was just going to, no, he said the other cop wasn't going to throw me out. He was just going to talk to me about yelling, I guess. But I say all that to say is that we got to make noise. We, we got to not be afraid. And because of that, the word got out that that meeting happened and what happened in that meeting. But if I had not said something or stood up, it would have been a quiet little meeting that came about, they passed a law, and we never knew about it. And no more gun shows. You got to get busy. It's fun, too. Even Jane spoke up there. Yeah, they passed it. And they did it still in a sneaky kind of way. They did it like it was two to three. They did it like in a quiet kind of way. One of the city councilmen said, I looked at this. The gun show has been here for years. We have never had any problems, no complaints from the uh, neighborhood, no traffic complaints. We have never heard anything negative about this gun show. And you wrote up all these pages, and it ended up to maybe being just one page. He said, but there's no reason to ban it. There's no reason at all. So he voted against banning it. And there is no reason to ban it. No incidents or no nothing. It's just that the children of Satan are a little more tougher than the children of God. That's all. And I guarantee you, well, I don't know for sure. We need to write another law that says, hey, we want this back in place. And protest and get it back in place. And let them know that they work for us. We don't work for them. And they love being in power, so they'll do whatever the majority of the people are saying. They will do what we say. That makes sense. It's all spiritual. I'm telling you. It's spiritual. And I know, and I'm not telling you now to run out there and yell at the folks and sit out on the floor because you make a fool out of yourself. Let God guide you in how to do it. All right? And if you get in jail, you don't call me. We don't have any money to get you out. So you better be guided by God. <laughs> All right? But I'm just telling you, it's a spiritual battle. And don't limit your spirituality to just one thing. We got to only focus on this. It all, it all affects. One thing affects another. Breaking up the family affects what's happening to our young children. Uh, weakening the men affects what's happening to our country. If the men are strong, the country will be strong. It all goes in together. It ties together. Treating the person or people right at work by thinking of the person rather than to try to get for yourself, all part of it. You know, how we deal with one another, all part of it. It's not separated. It's all the same. It's a spiritual battle. It's just there are so many battles to fight. So you want to be open so that God can guide you and not just focus on, well, I just want to be spiritual. Why would you want to be spiritual if you're just going to, and not that you're saying this, I'm not implying what you're saying, because everybody be rolling their eyes at you. Uh, you said so. Um, why would you have a bright, powerful light of love turned on, and you're just hiding under a tree? Or you just focus on this, let's just talk about the family, let's don't talk about anything but whatever, right? That's, that's not the way it goes. God, when Christ walked the earth, he dealt with everything, because it was spiritual. We just have to see how to deal with it. That makes sense? Any questions or comment about that? Uh, okay. We got to do it, folks. You got to wake up. We well, don't have to wake up, but you should wake up. Kind of goes back to my original point was that um, um, my original point was that um, if people are involved in um, these protests and things of that nature, uh, if they're not you said you got to be guided by God, but if 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 they're not uh, in a certain place spiritually, that they might not be guided by God to but go. That's okay though. Yeah, you, you see then you need. have. But hold on, you but, see your need, and you get out there and do it, and God will guide you. But if you. they're not guided by God to do it, host, it, it, they may not be successful. But no, but still go and try, and God will be with you anyway, because you're fighting for. But good. don't it's better for God for you to know in your own heart and mind that this is what He wants you to do. No, and you go out there and do it. You Come can't have this. some. Common sense dictates stand up for good, stand up for good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I agree with so that. You know but it has to be inside of you, man. It can't be but, something that's coming from somebody else. No, you but, need to do this because I said do it. 
That just that's, that just doesn't work. Right I just I feel personally that uh, t- if a person is centered in, in uh, they're getting uh, direction from God. Oh, I got you. If they're getting direction from God, they're going to go where they're supposed to go, do what they're supposed to do, and they'll be successful. With all due respect, that's weak thinking. Why is that? Because I used to work for a union, and I had no sense at all. I used to organize people, and I had no sense at all. But I believed the lie that they were teaching me, and I organized and did it because I, be- I saw that. It looked like it made sense what they were doing, right? But it was wrong. And God wasn't guiding me in that. But I did it anyway and was very successful at it. And so if I see what's right, I see that it's wrong to take my guns or wrong to teach this kind of stuff. Why wouldn't I just naturally get up and go protest that? I don't need to have all the heavily lights of No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying, you know, you know, no thunderbolt moments, but I'm just saying that within your own heart and mind, I think you should be guided to do what you're supposed to do, not because somebody's telling you to do it. But then sometimes people have to encourage us. Sometimes, yes, but you got to be smart enough and in tune enough to be able to know the difference between the two. Anybody got into wine? Or... No, I'm kidding. I'm joking. You got it mixed up, though. You, you, you believe that insight is good, and it is, right? But there, we all have, like, common sense about things, too, already. We know right from wrong, right? And we know that it's wrong what's happening from the children of Satan. And you don't have to wait until God talks to you or anything to get involved. We already know right from wrong. So go out there and do the best that you can with what you have to work with. It's like starting a business. A lot of people won't start a business because they cannot start exactly what they want. So they won't start a janitorial service or, or demeaning what they think is a demeaning business. They're trying to wait on something else. Whereas you take that first step, start a janitorial service, God will lead you from that and take you into where he wants you to be. You know, what I mean? you see the need, and you go and fulfill that need. You know what I mean? But don't wait for. Oh, I just think that um, I understand where you're coming from, but I just think that it has to come from within, All right. not without. Okay. Well, keep on waiting around for that, <laughs> and don't do nothing. You would have lost all your rights. Yes, yeah. Uh, I was at the uh, Glen. Glendale uh, gun show rally in support of the Second Amendment. But when I got there, uh, there was also a group protesting uh, to have our guns taken away. Yes. Um, so it seems like they're guided by something. I mean, yep. they're guided by something that they don't want us to have any guns, so they're out there fighting for what they believe in. And uh, I, I just went and uh, supported the rally because uh, uh, I know it's wrong for the government to want to take our Right. Our guns away. I mean, I have a lot of issues. I have anger, many things I haven't overcome. But yes, sir. I just saw that it was the right thing to do, so I did it. That's what you got to do. That's all to it. Uh, let's get married real fast, and then we. How much time we have, James? Oh, okay. Yes, ma'am. Well, I, I had in a minute. I just wanted to say that you know, it's as simple as when we start praying. We don't know. Why? But we know there's something better. So we want to go toward that. So just sitting still and going toward something is going to wake you up. And as you wake up, you just got to keep moving. You don't sit and wait to be directed. You may be out there on the battlefield, and God can speak to you on the battlefield. Yeah. You know, you don't have to wait to, as John said, work with your issues. Yeah. You know, have your issues, but stand up for something. And then God may enlighten you out on the battlefield. You know, it doesn't have to be at home in a cozy, warm room. or yeah. You don't have to wait so you can be enlightened from without. Yeah. We know right from wrong when we see it. Just don't want to admit it because of the ego thing, right? right. But be out there doing something, and yeah. God can help you then, too. Yeah, so you just got to be in you. You gotta be in motion. You can't be sitting. Just sitting in a quiet room. Because, right. you know, life is about making all movements, whether they're right or wrong, right. you got to move. Yes. Um, you're absolutely right. Did, you had a question about making good decisions, or did you have a question about something we had to
discussion. I saw your hand go up. No, no questions. Oh, okay. No comment or anything? All right. You, how many? Let me see, James. 15 what? That's it? <laughs> okay. If the law is willing and the creek don't rise, we're going to discuss that topic next week. What is the topic that I threw out there? Do you make good decisions? <laughs> all right, so you guys can forget that question and not do it this week, too, all right? <laughs> all right, thank you. We're out of time. For more information, to purchase a copy of this program or to make a donation, visit us on the web at bondinfo.org or call 1-800-411-2663. That's 1-800-411-BOND. You're all-